There's nothing like being a little behind. Oh, God. A modern podcast where Chris and Mike talk about TV, movies, superheroes, and everything in between. It's time for Superhero Slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And Mike sounds a little sick there. Um, <laughs> sick, yeah, sure. <laughs> a little, little nasally. Uh, this week, we have uh, the CW cast their Superman. Mm-hmm. Uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. finds a new director for next season. Oh, okay. The Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. Oh, jeez. Right oh, man, get it right. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, I need to get it right. It arrives this weekend and more. Yeah. Mike. So, uh, if, if anyone's wondering, if you're any loyal listeners out there, uh, this, this, this one, this episode is going to be about a day late. <laughs> uh, I was, yeah. I was out this weekend in uh, Las Vegas for the uh, premiere of the highly anticipated fourth Sharknado movie. <laughs> How many people were there, Mike? Three, maybe four? No, I mean it was it was intense. People like people love these movies. Like I think um I just think it's hard to find them, but they're out there. Like uh there was uh some people or the the premiere is at a, uh, the Stratosphere Casino, and if you happen to watch the Four Sharknado, it, it's opening teaser, which is like one of the longest like they've ever made. I think it's like twenty minutes until you even see the opening title. Is the Stratosphere Hotel getting destroyed? So the premiere was at the same hotel that was destroyed. The movie, so that was kind of funny. Uh, but yeah, I, it was a fun. Cas- it was a fun time at the casino. They it, we premiered it in the theater there, and um, well, I shouldn't say we. I wouldn't. I didn't have anything to do with it. <laughs> my wife. You were a guest. Yeah, I was a guest. My my wife was uh, working very hard to plan this whole event. But yeah, it was it was pretty cool. It it was exciting. And I'm yes, ex- and I'm exhausted, and I drank a lot, and there's lots of free libations. So, if you can tell, Mike, I'm, I'm struggling here su- today. <laughs> He's suffering from his own personal Sharknado. <laughs> um, but in that time, you texted me, and I don't know if it was the libations talking <laughs> or not. But you have some news for us, straight from the casino floor. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, actually it was the after party pool party. Uh, so after after I have a couple um, adult drinks in me, uh, everybody I want to be everybody's friend. So I go up and I start talking to everybody. I saw uh, one dude there that was wearing a blazer, but I noticed underneath the blazer he was wearing a Rogue One T-shirt. So I was like, oh, I can go talk to this guy. So I go over there and I start talking to him, and um, we talking we talk about the movie a little bit. He uh, actually runs a, a toy store, I guess, out in Las Vegas. He used to live in L.A. Uh, so out in, uh, Vegas, I guess he's got some sort of, like, nerd toy story. He said he sold, like, Star Wars stuff, Marvel stuff. So we kind of talked about Comic-Con a little bit like that. And, um, he was telling me he, he knows, uh, he knows some people connected to the Rogue One movie. And he told me that in the film, there's supposed to be some sort of really intense fight scene between Vader and, uh, somebody else, I guess maybe one of the heroes of the movie. And that actually is what ends up changing his fighting style 
to what we see in the in the classic trilogy, you know, where he's kind of slow and lumbering and stuff like that. So I guess we might kind of see a transformation between Vader mm. being very, very nimble and spry with his robot parts <laughs> to uh, more broken down, beaten up by maybe uh, maybe one of the Ursers. I don't know. But I was pretty excited to hear about that. I was like, I don't know if this is true, but I mean, I, I got I to gotta at least uh, spread, uh, spread the rumor, what that, I heard from some guy. That is a guy. unique one. Yeah, and I... I that, I've not heard that. Yeah, I mean, it, it just it, it didn't sound like it was coming out of nowhere. I mean, I, uh, I I'm sure this guy wasn't trying to impress me or anything. He he seemed to have his shit together more than I did that night. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> and then uh, all, all right. Also, I um I I got a chance to talk with the director of uh, Sharknado: uh, The Fourth Awakens, Anthony uh, Ferranti. I think that's how you say his name. I've met him. I've met him a couple times actually. He's directed a lot of asylum films. I see him a lot in the in my wife's offices if I ever go in and visit her. Um, so I was, I was just, I was asking him, I was like, Hey, you know, I, I hear everybody in Hollywood. They just wants to be on that Disney Marvel payroll. I was, so I asked him, I was like, Oh, if you could like direct, if you could do like one superhero movie, what, you, what would it be? And he like instantly like went to Moon Knight, which I thought was really, really cool. Give him a lot of nerd cred, uh, that he, he would know exactly the character they wanted to do. So I, I thought that was pretty cool. So I wanted to give uh, Anthony, uh, some, some props for that, you know, Probably, probably everybody thinks, oh, anybody could direct a Sharknado movie, but uh, he, uh, he, he, he put in a lot of work, so I think that's cool. Maybe one day he'll get his uh, Moon Knight dream. Well, we can only hope so. Maybe when he puts it on Kickstarter. So I mean, I, I, yeah. I told him, I was like, uh, you know, we have a we we report the news every week, and Marvel is always like going for these directors that nobody has ever heard of before. Or they've only done little things. I'm just like it's your time to step up. Maybe you'll get to do Moon Knight. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, only if he's being attacked by sharks. So <laughs> I, either way, well, that's cool. Yeah, and I guess that's the cool I weekend. guess I guess the only other little bit of uh, I guess fandom moment was um, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the actor David Faustino. He was the um, he was the son on Married with Children. I think that's probably where people know him best. Um, he was he was at the, Bud Bundy, if you will. Yeah, he was at the premiere um, because he was eaten by a shark in the movie, so uh, he got his ticket. Uh, but he's also the voice of uh, Mako from the Legend of Korra, you know, the Nickelodeon Avatar series. So I, I definitely had to go up to him and give him uh, some props uh, for being Mako because like he was probably the coolest person at the whole party just because he's like in one of the best cartoons ever. So gave him some props. So he was he was a really nice dude. So yeah, it was a it was it was a crazy it was a really really crazy weekend. I'm exhausted if you can hear it in my voice, but I am determined to do this podcast every goddamn week no matter what. So that's why we're here on a Monday. Even if it's a day late. <laughs> exactly. mm. So I mean on and that note, I mean my party was some some celebrities. I was actually at Louisville's Fandom Fest this weekend. Mm. Uh, working for work, not pleasure. Um, but almost all the backstreet boys were there. Um <laughs> We had um, the Anthony Michael Hall. Uh, you might know him from the AT and T commercials. Uh, <laughs> he, he was there. Um, a guy named Kevin Smith. Are you familiar with Kevin Smith? Yeah, he was there with his daughter. I like that dude. They were they were screening yoga hosers. Oh, of and um, uh, uh, the venerable Stan Lee was actually there, mm. and I actually was like five feet away from him when he rolled in on his golf cart. Oh man, um, that's awesome. But, <laughs> It, yeah, so we, we had a star-studded weekend just on different, I guess, platforms. But I want to bring that up because thanks to the local Louisville Ghostbusters, I was able to purchase 
a, I guess, a case um, of the high C ecto cooler in the juice boxes. Oh, so you're you're drinking it as it may mm. have been intended out of the tiny straw. Out of the tiny straw. I mean, there's only six fluid ounces in this thing. It's not a lot. It's like a shot of ecto cooler. <laughs> but I will tell you, the flavor is different. Oh, I really? just wanted to report hmm. it is a sweeter flavor actually than the cans. So um, I feel like that's got to be all psychological. That's what I feel like. I've got the can beside me, Mike. I can actually go back I, and forth and. T- I think you're gonna need this. to do like a double blind like test. Like you're gonna have to have a you're gonna have to have your wife pour the can into a glass and pour the juice box into a different glass. You She's gonna have to switch next them around. Week, next week, I will do that. I will awesome. have her do this throughout the week. I'm gonna do it. We're gonna do a double blind. Because uh, <laughs> I, I think it's all in, I think it's all in your head. I don't think Heisey uh, has the resources to make all these nuanced recipes for Exo Cooler. I think it's all coming out of one giant vat in the factory. Well, <laughs> I, I think so too. But I think it's what you drink it out of that makes it taste different. Oh, uh, okay. So you're thinking the aluminum can might have a little bit to do yeah. with it. All right, all right. Yeah, either either way. Well, I just wanted to, I want to point that out because that was you know the highlight of my weekend. Um, <laughs> so weekends aside, we're now in the week. We have some news from today, even in the show notes. But let's jump right into it. Yeah. You were gone all weekend. Yes, I was. You did not get to see Jason Bourne, but I did. I did not. Uh, We are not doing a spoiler cast on it as of yet. Not by itself. We will do a summer wrap-up spoiler cast. We are in the middle of summer right now. Um... I, do you want to know my thoughts, Mike, or do you want to leave it leave it alone? Um, I think just how the, I think just at the very surface. I and I, okay. and I think that's I think that'd be safe. Do you like the old Jason Bourne movies? Uh, the, the first three with Matt Damon. The the classic uh, Jason Bourne trilogy is probably one of the best spy thriller action franchises out there, and they did it first, and they did it they did it right. So um, I definitely enjoy it. So this one is right at home with those. Oh, good. So if you like those, you're going to like this one. Um, but it, it definitely shows its age with those other ones. You know, they're good at the time, but now things have done it better. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the James Bond movies borrowed from it and kind of up the ante. Oh, I bit. see what you're saying. So it, 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 I don't know. It's good. Yes. Um, so I think if you like the other ones, you should see it. Did it. But if you don't like the other ones, it's not going to change your mind. Do you think your viewing benefited from rewatching the the trilogy before you went and saw Jason Bourne? Um, yes, because it, it opens with a lot of flashbacks from the other movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also helps to kind of know that the second one, uh, Supremacy and Ultimatum actually take place at the same time. Mm-hmm. And you don't know that until you watch Ultimatum, like, that is going on. So, yeah, I think I think watching them again helped. I skipped the Jeremy Renner one. It didn't affect me. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's, it's good. It's, it's, yeah, if you like the other ones, you're going to like this one. So that's, that's where we'll go with that. Nothing big. Uh, have you ever watched Mystery Science Theater 3000, Mike? I, I have seen a few, and I understand the concept of the show. <laughs> okay, great. So I, um, I took a class in college called Bad Films, mm-hmm. and we actually watched a lot of these without the commentary because we were not allowed to watch that version. <laughs> but then we were able to go back and rewatch them with that commentary later, and it was it was a mind-blowing experience for me because I didn't have access to this growing up. Mm-hmm. However, there's a revival of the show coming to Netflix. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I, I knew the show was coming back, but and I think I believe it was even kickstarted or maybe it was on Indiegogo yes. or something, but I think up until now it was in limbo of where you're going to be able to watch it. So that's yes. I Netflix, that's a that's a huge win. That's a huge win for yeah. them. I mean, I have my, my notes here. It's the best home for it because, I mean, how many bad movies, B movies, C movies are on Netflix you can watch already? <laughs> exactly. 
and and you know that's the place you just want to go home watch a b movie and have someone funny comment on it so yeah. i think i think that's going to be a great thing and i hope um you know netflix you know keeps it going like it's just kind of the distributor right now but hopefully they can give them some money to to keep the series up and going for a couple years yeah so. the um the new host of uh ms uh Three T K. Did I get that right? <laughs> you no, know, but that's okay. Close enough. Uh, is uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, he's on. Wow, the, you're on the ball. He's on the. He's on the Nerdist podcast. He's um. He's Chris Hardwick. No, 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 not him. It was it. It's one of his friends. Oh, fuck, why can't I remember? I, I shouldn't have brought it up because I can't even remember his name. I even tried to Google it, but like I'm having problems like un- understanding uh, how to use my motor functions after my weekend. Anyway, mm. uh, this will be interesting. Yeah, I, I definitely think so. For those interested in B movies, C movies, I'm definitely excited to see what it is. So that, but that brings us to our next point: Netflix Agent Carter is not coming to Netflix. Oh, why, why, why do you have to give me this bad news? Well, because they kind of told us why. Um, Agent Carter uh, in Netflix just couldn't get along, but it's not because of them. It's because of how distribution works around the world. Netflix wants original brands and worldwide distribution for Agent Carter is actually kind of an issue since it's you know owned by ABC and and, and so on and so forth. Mm. I don't know these legal details, but that's why it wasn't picked up, not because they didn't want it per se. Gotcha. If you will. So, we're sad Agent Carter is not living on, but maybe they can find some one-shots to to fit her into yeah. down the road. I, I think that I think that's almost uh, poetically um uh uh, correct. That's not. The, I, I'm so bad at words today. All I'm trying to say is, she kind of got new life after the Captain America movie from one shot. So it'd be kind of cool to wrap things up with a one shot. And to go back and note, the guy's name is Jonah Ray. He's a stand-up comedian. He's there you stuff. go. That, uh, so there we go. Oh, all right, let's keep this train rolling before I fall We're, off of it. <laughs> yeah, this is. Uh, you're gonna be off the wagon. <laughs> We're going to keep rolling with this Netflix theme. Can you see kind of how I got it laid out yeah, here? Yeah, I see. Uh, so Netflix says that they want to make more Marvel movies faster. Or shows, not yeah. movies, shows. Mm-hmm. So they want to get to three a year, but it probably won't happen until 2018 when we have confirmed Daredevil and Jessica Jones sequels appearing. I mean, I'm, I'm totally on board with that. It seems like now they kind of have an idea of how these shows work and how uh you know netflix and marvel are working together so i feel like that's something that maybe they've wanted to do for a long time but now they finally can i think that would work out well you know at the beginning of the year we could get a spring show uh get a summer show and get a fall show i'd love that yeah i agree and i think it helps pad the spaces in between the movies um you know to keep us interested i I hate the lull um, right now between the DC movies. Because once we get Suicide Squad, we have 11 months until the next one almost. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I need something to, to fill me in uh, in the middle. And I think the Netflix shows are great a great opportunity to do so. Mm-hmm. And speaking of that, Luke Cage is... We are less than two months away from Luke Cage. Um, and uh, the every episode is named after a gang star song. A star with two R's. Yeah, I think I remember uh, them saying something about that at the Comic-Con panel the other week. Yes. Yep, and they confirmed the first three episodes are called Moment of Truth, Code of the Streets, and Who's Gonna Take the Weight, respectively. I can say I've never heard any of those songs. <laughs> well, I'm sure uh, I'm sure the this hip-hop soundtrack is going to lend well to the show, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. How far are we from Luke Cage? It, is, is that... It's September 30th, I believe. All right, so we got... We got about two more months, but I'm excited. I really, really want to watch it. 
Yeah, yeah, it's definitely uh, really excited. And it's September 30th. I just checked the Superhero Slate upcoming <laughs> releases page, which oh, has been updated yeah. as of yesterday, Awesome, by the way. So that's awesome. And then something else that's coming back, uh, I believe, September as well, is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. I'm really at, excited for S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 4. At 10 p.m. <laughs> at 10 p.m., a little later than usual, but we have Ghost Rider now, okay? Yeah. That's that's a big that's a big draw, and apparently Ghost Rider paves the way for Doctor Strange a little bit in the coming months here. And um, the reason why Robbie Reyes' Ghost Rider was chosen instead of the, the one that we know, the, the, the Danny Ketch or the Johnny Blaze version... Is because uh, the family aspect of Shield mm. and Robbie Reyes is always taking care of his brother, and it's all family and. Yeah, so I could see and that, so and forth. also I think, uh, he, like I've said before, he's much. This version of Ghost Rider is much easier on a TV budget, so I think it's a win-win, honestly, for them. I'm kind of curious how long it's going to be into the next season until we get some Ghost Rider love, because um, they haven't. I think they just kind of started filming this season, like relatively. Um, uh, late it was, it into was the just summer. a month a month ago, maybe yeah. exactly. So they really haven't been at it for that long, and we even we talked on the show a couple weeks ago how they had a casting announcement out there for for these characters. Um, so it's just like it seems like they got a lot of work to do before they can get all that stuff mm. going. So I hope we don't have to wait until like spring to see Ghost Rider. I want like the first episode to be like balls yeah. to the wall, like flaming car, you know. <laughs> well, they, they they may have him in CG form. Uh, Originally, until they want to show us the human version. So, very well could be. We could have him early on. So, we'll, we'll cross our fingers. Uh, and, a, and a bit of sad news for me, uh, but great news for S.H.I.E.L.D., is Classic and Humans are now available for the show. Mm-hmm. Kind of putting that Inhumans movie uh, in question even more. Making me sad, really. <laughs> like, I just... I couldn't bear with this news this week. I just I just kind of put it to the back of my mind and forgot. Yeah, it, it, I kind of saw that, too, and I thought about you, and I was like... I don't know. Chris really wants to see his Black Bolt debut on the big screen, not the small screen. So, uh, yeah, I, I I saw some people just saying that just this kind of just kind of uh, looses loosening the 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 ropes tied around them, and now they can kind of pick up Inhumans a little bit easier, but they'll still stay away from uh, what do they sell call them the royal the royal family. family. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I, you know, those still those guys still might be off limits. Yeah, there again. There are other classic ones that we that haven't been touched in years that they could very well bring into it and 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 not have a problem with it. So they could, they could not. Either way, as long as I get a black bolt, please just give me, just give them to me. That's really all I want. So that that was a bit of sad news to me, but great news for Shield. And lastly, as of today, they have cast the new director of Shield. Uh, from actor Jason O'Mara, hmm. who actually does um, the voice of Batman Bruce Wayne in animated films for oh. DC right now. Oh, wow. Um, he, he was starred in the shows also Terra Nova, um, that short-lived Jurassic Park-looking thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but his character in S.H.I.E.L.D. is a character whose Marvel roots go back to the 40s. So we may see some Peggy Carter return in some flashbacks this season as well. Mm-hmm. If, you know, there's 40s version of this character. I mean, we it could be a direct descendant of some of those characters. Yeah, maybe that we saw in, maybe in Agent Carter. maybe it's like a son or or something of like a Howling Commando possibly. Uh, yeah, or or maybe even Agent Sousa could have had a kid if, if he didn't end up with Agent Carter. Yeah, maybe. Uh, so on and so oh, forth. yeah, that's so. yeah, that's a good point. I like that idea too. 
yeah, I think this will be cool. I like the idea of S.H.I.E.L.D. getting a new director because I always felt like Coulson's hands were always so tied to the organization in the last like couple seasons. And I, not I, one of them. <laughs> and I liked it better when he was kind of more of like a rogue S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. Like He, I, he never really mm-hmm. felt like a rogue when he was in charge, you know? So I, I, mm-hmm. I think this is going to be kind of cool. I like this idea. Yeah, yeah. 10 o'clock time slot, new director, Ghost Rider, Classic and Humans. This is a shield I want. I don't even care if it, t- it ties into the, the movie universe as tightly anymore. Let them have some fun with it. That's what I'm down for. So we'll, we'll, we'll get excited for that. And on the flip side, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it's, it's figured out a little more. So there's some new banners shown at the Marvel Indonesia event this week. Um, just kind of show off the characters, Ant-Man... Uh, Star-Lord, Black Panther, Doctor Strange feature pretty prominently in these banners if you take a look there. Mm-hmm. Black Widow, Spider-Man at the forefront again, and Captain America. Yeah, so. well, it looks like, uh, just judging by this, they put the the more like recent movies in the front. You know, We're getting new Guardians, mm-hmm. we're getting Doctor Strange, new Spider-Man, so they put them all up to the front. Yeah, honestly, I'm really surprised I don't see Iron Man, um, you know, War Machine, Hawkeye, any of those other characters, Thor, they, uh, Vision. They uh, could they could just be out of frame. <laughs> Maybe they couldn't yeah, they back could up be. enough <laughs> to take the picture. But I mean, th- but they put these ones in the front there coming mm-hmm. up here, so that that's kind of cool. Uh, but that kind of leads us into the next couple. We're going to talk about some more Phase 3 movies. Doctor Strange, releasing this November. Uh, pretty excited about this thing. Uh, it's actually, uh, Scott Derrickson, the director, says it's the first step for the Marvel Cinematic Multiverse. Oh, um, really? So, yes. So, what does this mean on the whole? Some people have speculated that the new um, Fox Marvel team-up TV shows mm-hmm. are maybe in different multiverses of marvel and that the this opens up a door for x-men to come over later um if they want to or you know even different versions of other characters crossing over if you know a miles morales ultimate spider-man if you will yeah Um, i don't i mean i'm trying to see why a movie universe would even need a multiverse i get it in the comic mm -hmm. books because the the lore in the comic books of these characters have been around for literally decades you know you can't just kind of restart the universe and start these brand new stories so it makes sense for like a comic book universe to like let's just make a, an ultimate universe and we'll just make new origins for these characters and we won't piss we won't piss people off that have been following the the core like 616 universe for the longest time so it's now it's now marvel prime it's the prime uh, universe either either they've gotten rid of all that uh, stuff. okay <laughs> but but like now it's it's a movie universe it's not super old uh, and it seems like you could easily add like a character like Miles Morales into this universe and no one would be like shocked or anything like that. And I think you still could easily add mutants or X-Men into the Marvel Cinematic Universe in maybe kind of like a cool way. Um, uh, you know, maybe try to find a way like, oh, how have mutants always been out there? But, you know, we just haven't been addressing them before. It, it'll be it'll be curious to see how that works out. Yeah, I mean, I don't think so much as the ultimate universe, like the ultimate universe will come over. But at the same time, I, I do see it more as easier way for X-Men to merge in if they ever needed to. Mm-hmm. Um, because, or or even Fantastic Four, any other properties, if they wanted to merge. Because they've built kind of a huge history on Marvel. Like, going back, you know, to World War One, even like the Asgardians coming down with the... Uh, the Vikings. Mm-hmm. So they built a long history. So if they ever needed to like, like, all right, we need to bring these exact characters in their exact situations in our universe. We have a, a loophole now that kind of does that for us. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know if we'll ever see it explored, but it's good to know that they're looking at the options and we might see some of that in Dr. Strange. Mm-hmm. So 
cross fingers there. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 got some news from the uh, the director and so on and so forth, uh, James Gunn. Baby Groot remembers past events. Okay. okay so now we know. He's kind of like Spock in the search for Spock. Like, he knows what happened beforehand, but he may not, you know, he's, he's like in a different mindset, kind of like a baby mindset, I guess. Yeah, So I, I think that kind of makes sense. He's kind of got to like, I never really imagined Groot dying and then a new Groot growing. I was just mm-hmm. like, oh, he's got, he reverts back to like a child until he kind of grows back up, so... Yeah, yeah, it's it's very very much so. I, I totally agree with that. Uh, I, I liken it to Digimon if people understand that reference. <laughs> um, but also the biggest thing from James Gunn was that there are no Infinity Stones in Volume Two. Ah, so that means we probably won't see any Thanos. I would imagine. Exactly, he did confirm there's no Thanos in this movie as well. <laughs> uh, but it does take place, you know, a couple months after the first one, so there's no need to have Thanos that soon in there. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna see how all the Guardians timeline matches up with the Marvel Cinematic Universe timeline. Uh, we don't know how that lines up just yet. Yeah, uh, but, I have uh, a I have a I have a theory for uh, Guardians oh. of the Galaxy Volume Two, which are always fun to throw Late. down because we can see if they see if they pan out. I, I'm gonna think one of two things is gonna happen in this movie. The more conservative thing that I think is gonna happen is towards the end of this film, uh, we are gonna kind of set up. Uh, a path for the guardians to head to earth or maybe mm-hmm. or maybe just at least a star lord you know i think that you know he's going to be meeting his father and talking about his father his mom's going to come up again i think maybe like going back to earth or something is going to be on the table for them and uh and i Do you think, think maybe he left something on earth that the guardians can use to help battle thanos yeah maybe that that would be really interesting too and uh, and I think less likely to happen, but would also be really really cool if they found a way to kind of like not reveal it. Is if they actually do go to Earth in this uh, movie, maybe it's in the third act. Maybe it's just maybe they actually don't go to Earth. Maybe they're just like cruise through the solar system or something like that. Go by Mars and they just like see Earth for like a brief moment through the Milano and you know maybe it's kind of like emotional or something. Or maybe there's a funny joke there. But I feel like they got to tie these guardians back into Earth at some point in time. Uh, because ultimately that's going to be like, that's the most important thing in the Marvel universe coming up to like Thanos and this infinity war is like, you know, that this whole planet could get destroyed. So they gotta, they gotta weave them back in. Well, I definitely think the, I think that'd be a great way to end the movie is the ship landing on earth and them stepping out. Like, you know, we're here to help you stop Thanos. And they're like, who mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, I, 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 th- I agree. I think they should, it should end on earth because between Spider-Man, Thor, Black Panther, there's no time for it to get ready for Infinity War. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but we'll talk about that in a second. So, <laughs> in the meantime, uh, Thor Ragnarok, there was a little funny thing shown at, um, kind of like a one-shot at San Diego Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. Like, what has Thor been doing in the time between Age of Ultron and, you know, his movie? Mm-hmm. And it was like, he got a roommate, and he's looking for Thanos, and one of, like, one of the images came up from the director from the shot is kind of like a mockumentary it's like what do we know about the thanos who is the purple man in the floating chair he's purple has a magic glove and doesn't like standing up <laughs> uh, which is really funny so it was, it was really humorous really you know poking fun of this thing not set in the continuity at all but um it, it, i think it shows the humor of the director uh taika watiti and and how he's just gonna have fun with thor and i think that's what we need to happen come thor ragnarok mm-hmm. uh but that brings us to probably the biggest news i think of the week for me and uh you may agree or disagree, but Avengers Infinity War is now the official title of the third movie. There is no part one, and there is no part two anymore. Wait, so wait, in, what? In 20, 
What? Yeah. Hold, hold. In 20... Go, yeah. I, I, I can't... Okay, hold on. So, there's it's not split into two parts anymore. It's one movie. We don't know it's split into two parts. Remember, we always said they were standalone movies, They and they were going to retitle them, mm-hmm. but the 2018 release is just called Avengers Infinity War. Oh, oh, I see. So they're still doing two more Avengers movies, Yep. but they just titled the first one Infinity War. Yes, the third one is now an untitled Avengers movie. It will still be a year gotcha. later. It will still be an Avengers film, but we don't know what it's going to be called yet. Okay, so that begs the question, What what's the fourth one going to be called? I'm I'm crossing my fingers for new Avengers, but because I mean again you got to look at the lineup they're coming up into 2019, mm-hmm. whole new thing. Iron Man's up, Captain America's up, uh, Thor might be up. They got to create a new Avengers team. Gotcha. And that would be the time to do it, but I don't know. I mean, what do you, what do you think? Uh, Avengers, the new class, possibly. Okay. They all go to college, maybe something like that. They're, they're all not going. <laughs> they got him, man. They all they saved the world. They, they no one needs them anymore. They got to go get degrees. Oh my god, that's as bad as Spider-Man: Homecoming. <laughs> sure. But uh, I mean, I don't know. I think, I, I I think New Avengers because mostly because the comic book leans towards New Avengers. That's one of their titles they yeah. always use. Yeah, and it does make sense. You know, they, they like you said, a lot of these uh, a lot of these actors might very much love Disney and Marvel, and they'll want to stay in the universe. But it seems like their standalone movies might be done. You know, and mm-hmm. it, so yeah, maybe like a new Avengers would work, and that would kind of segue really well into like a Phase Four. You know. Yeah, and and I'm really surprised they didn't give us this at San Diego Comic Con. That makes me think there's going to be some announcements this fall that give us even more information up through 2020, maybe 2021 even, mm-hmm. um, to kind of fill out those blank movies that we don't know and and kind of up the ante. I'm really excited. Like that might that might help us watch Doctor Sh- Doctor Strange maybe holding some secrets for us. So. Yeah, I'm I'm really hoping like so. Uh, Marvel has done. As, as everybody knows, an extraordinary job at uh, fleshing out this universe and making quality films. But I'm hoping they've kind of, they still also can learn from their mistakes. I think it's kind of unfortunate Age of Ultron wasn't as good as it could have been. And it seemed like uh, the studio wanted Joss Whedon to do specific things that maybe he didn't want to do. There's a lot of stuff that had to be handled in that one movie. So hopefully splitting up Infinity War part one and two whatever that second title is going to be splitting it up in half is going to be good we'll have two standalone stories things will have to be rushed and crammed I, you know i i want like let's make avengers great again <laughs> that first avengers but- that first avengers movie is still like it's on the top for me it's so good i love it and uh, Ultron was just—it was a little messy. There was awesome, there was fun, awesome action well, scenes, but that, like I still, but, I still, I, I just went, I was, I just wanted a little bit more. All right. Well, I think, I think you, you have to look at how Age of Ultron changed to Civil War. When, when, when Marvel Studios went under Disney instead of Marvel Entertainment, we got Civil War. Probably actually the best Avengers movie out there, mm-hmm. in, in my opinion. And I think you know. The, the the Marvel's entertainment was putting the pressure on the Avengers too, but like Civil War was that much better. I think they learned a lot in that year, and I, I think we're gonna have great films going forward. I think Disney is gonna give us the movies that we want to see, um, and Thor Ragnarok is an example of that. Again, we weren't excited for a Thor movie after the second one. Oh, um, now I'm crazy the, excited. <laughs> <laughs> the The Dark World was kind of a, I, one. It's at the bottom rung. It's down yeah, there at the bottom, man. It is. And now Thor's like, oh my gosh, they're gonna have everything we've ever wanted. In a Thor movie. <laughs> 
And so I don't know. I'm 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 hopeful. I'm excited. I think they're gonna they're gonna do it right. Uh, lastly, um, speaking of Avengers and Marvel and Ultimate Universes and all the great things, Marvel Ultimate Alliance One and Two were re-released for uh, new generation, current generation consoles this year uh, or this week. Uh, to very very bad to low reviews um, <laughs> because the it was a port it wasn't a remaster so they just re- essentially re-released the games with a couple you know things fixed but like the first game doesn't include any of the DLC the second game is a little better than the first but it's still eh. and the PC versions really don't work they don't read Xbox controllers or anything like that. it's a mess. So I went, I went and bought it, and I'm excited because the Marvel, the director of Marvel Games, who took over and is starting over with the new PS4 Spider-Man game, mm-hmm. has taken up all these complaints and stuff within the first couple of days. I was like, you know what? We're listening to you. We're going to get with Activision, and we're going to fix this. And they've already announced all the DLC is going to come back in the first one. They're going to make sure and stick to these releases and make sure the games work. So oh, good. If it's, anyone's heard any bad things, they're, they're on their way up, and that's within less than a week. It's always good to have video games that work. <laughs> yes. Uh, we're looking at you, Pokemon. You <laughs> but that's that's another story for another day. But Ultimate Alliance, I, I have to give it my thumbs up. I bought them both, two for 60. I'm hoping it funds the third one that mm-hmm. we oh so desperately need. And in that case, before we start our next one, I'm going to crack open this other cooler. <laughs> It's a it's a it's a habit now. But um, have you ever watched The Rocketeer, Mike? It it's been an incredibly long time. I honestly don't really remember anything in the movie. I know that costume is iconic as all hell. So uh, I I know exactly what The Rocketeer looks like. So yeah, everyone knows what The Rocketeer looks like. The movie was actually directed by Joe Johnson, who did the first Captain America movie, mm-hmm. and um, he designed the Boba Fett costume. Uh, fun facts for you there. The sequel for The Rocketeer is now in the works, and it takes place six years after the original. Mm-hmm. And the lead is a female who becomes a Rocketeer after the original one goes missing and takes up the Rocketeer equipment mantle to keep it out of the hands of the evil guys, apparently. Well, that that sounds interesting. Uh, I guess we just got to see what happens there. I mean, like, uh, this yeah. is kind of along the lines of when we talked about, you know, uh, the Ghostbusters uh, sequel uh announcement reboot like a year ago like yeah we weren't really too precious on it so we weren't too worried about it so <laughs> yeah no one's really clamoring for a uh i guess a rocketeer uh update so um i don't know we'll have to see kind of how this works out if it goes with it it might just be kind of one of those things that just happens and we miss it kind of like uh the sin city sequel i didn't see so oh well do you like yourself some Han Solo? We have fans that they love Han Solo. Oh, Do you yeah. like Han Solo? Who doesn't like a little Han Solo in their life? Well, speaking of little Han Solo, the actor Ella Alden Ehrenreich has signed up for three movies, possibly lending a trequel of Han Solo films rather than just a standalone one. Hmm. Uh, I don't... I don't... All right. So, I don't know how I feel about this, just because I feel like... We've already tried the trilogy, the trilogy prequel thing, right? It was called the Star Wars prequels, and it didn't go very well. Uh, they're fifty-fifty uh, on prequels right now, Mike. Give them some credit. Yeah, or trilogies. And I mean, like, <laughs> I don't know. This is just this is just my personal bias. So I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that have no complaints about it at all. But usually, 
prequel to anything, I'm always not as excited for it as I would be for something new, you know, because I, I know what ends up happening to Han Solo, you know, I know his ending, and I, I kind of know his middle, too, because his middle would have been the original Star Wars movies, so I guess we're getting a glimpse of his life that we, you know, we haven't seen before. But the kinda, Castle Run, of course. Yeah, but ultimately, you kind of know uh, where it ends up, uh, where it ends up leaning, so and like all of the all of the really cool stuff in his life um, would be cool to see. I don't know. I don't know. This is just my weird like prequel biased uh, of any type of movie. It doesn't have to be Star so, Wars. So what do you think? So he signed on for three movies. I think they're gonna flesh out the first one, see how it feels, and then see if they want a trilogy or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could totally see him like if they don't do a trilogy, maybe he pops up in another couple other movies that they try to set in this time frame. But they shouldn't set any more movies in between three and four. Mm-hmm. They should just leave it alone after this and be like, all right, we're going to focus on the future. But to cast Han Solo, that's a pretty big deal. I think they're going to milk this guy for all they got out of him. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. Like if he's working but well. They, but they don't need a trilogy where it's like Han Solo one year, Star Wars the next, Han Solo again, yeah, back that's, to Star Wars. Yeah, that's too it's much. It's a little much. I, I really like the idea of the mix-up. You know, we got the we get mm-hmm. the Rogue One, we get one Han Solo, we possibly get a, um, a, a younger Obi-Wan. That would be really cool. Uh, yeah, we don't need to be Han. We don't need to be Han Solo saturated. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. And maybe if they do a Boba Fett prequel, maybe he pops up in there for a minute. Yeah, I don't know. But um, yeah, it's, it's a little weird. Oh well. But also, Han Solo does not appear in Rogue One, so we don't have to worry about that. That's not one of his movies. All right. I wasn't really worried about it, I didn't <laughs> it anyway, because it literally takes place like the end of that movie supposedly ends like five minutes before A New Hope begins. Mm-hmm. So like. I, he wouldn't have been a part of that anyway. Either way. Now, this week, we actually are going to go see Suicide Squad. Yeah. Are you uh, are, are you, are you doing are Thursday you, night? What are you doing? So, I was I got tickets uh, last Thursday. For this coming Thursday at 6 p.m. They're getting earlier. Nice. They're getting earlier every every time. So, 6 p.m. IMAX. Uh, I don't know if it's 3D or not. It might be. I didn't look. I just chose the first showing. But... Um, definitely, definitely got my tickets for six on Thursday. What about you, Mike? What's your viewing plans? I haven't, uh, I haven't snagged the tickets yet. I'm not, I'm not super worried about not getting tickets because I haven't decided if I'm going to do Thursday night or not. Just because we've been, we've been so busy in this household the last uh, couple of weekends uh, and weeks. So like maybe we'll shoot for like a normal like Friday night. You know, people used to go see movies on Fridays, so maybe I'll go with the general public uh, a day later. But I don't know. We'll have, to, we'll have to see. Uh, I'll have to poke around and see if the seats are starting to fill up. You're you're gonna risk the you're gonna risk the chance of running into a, a rude audience. Or <laughs> risk night. that Friday night crowd. I don't know. I've been really enjoying Saturday morning movies. Uh, the mm. la- the last couple of films that I've seen, we we went to the first showing at 10 a.m. on Saturdays, and that actually has been really really nice. Uh, I don't know if I'm gonna wait that long to see Suicide Squad just because I don't want to get spoiled and everybody's going to be talking about it this weekend so the sooner you see it the better so i i, I haven't decided yet yeah well uh, thankfully when i did suicide squad tickets uh, there's a whole row empty and i was able to get the middle of that row on mine but mm-hmm. it was starting to fill up it, w- it was i don't know so i don't know we'll see how that comes thursday it'll probably be packed to the gills but uh i think you can still get tickets so don't forget to get your tickets i got free comic books with mine nice. fandango nice. so if you're looking for those uh, also confirmed the Joker is not Jason Todd, by the way. All right. Um, I wasn't worried about that. Anyway. <laughs> didn't think about it. But we also got a new image of the Joker with his mouth tattoo holding it up over his face. Uh, 
like there are days where I'm excited for Suicide Squad, and then I see something like this, I'm like, what the shit am I looking at here? So I mean, like, thankfully we can. I, 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 I feel like I can only reiterate this like so many times, and and you know, I'll, give me one more time since the movie's not out yet. Uh, I feel like there is a very elegant way you can easily explain all these tattoos on him, except for that stupid one on his forehead. So it's like I don't care if there's a tattoo on his hand; it actually kind of looks kind of cool. I could see the Joker having like a like a man- maniacal laughing tattoo on his hand, but like get that one off your forehead, please. Ugh. I don't know. I hope they explain it well in the movie. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to see. Again, I think that's the best part about this sh- sh- this, this movie. Despite all the trailers and TV spots, I still have no idea what the hell's going on in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like I can't, I can't tell you what happens in this movie yet, and I, I'm really enjoying that aspect. I like, I like not knowing. So, um, however, there's another cameo confirmed for this movie. Do you want to know who it is? Uh, no, don't tell me. Don't tell me. Okay. You, you just said that you don't know anything that's happening in the movie, so don't try to give me more info. <laughs> this, this is not. This does not affect the outcome of the movie this is very early on does not affect the outcome that's why i asked so um well it's fine we'll leave it alone if you guys want to know who the cameo is you know how to get a hold of me on on twitter or wherever i am i don't know not facebook because mike can read those messages (laughs) the sidewalk however also in our typical uh, psa here mid-credit scene is confirmed there is no post-credit scene. Gotcha. So uh, once you get to the very, very end, when you start to see the soundtrack and the people that provided the music for the movie, uh, that's basically going to be the end of there. There's nothing going to be you, after that. You've stayed too long at that point. So <laughs> you can stay all, as long as you want, but as of right now, there is no post-credit scene confirmed, as no DC movie has done that to date. So, um, yeah, I guess that's not a thing. Speaking of DC movies, Wonder Woman actually had its first TV spot released already. And I think that's a little early. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I think it's a little early. We just got the first trailer. Like, what are they doing? Uh, well, I, I refused uh, to not watch it. So, <laughs> uh, Well, it comes out June of next year. Mm-hmm. So June 2nd. We have a long time. It, I guess, what, 10 months from today, I guess. Um, so I'm like, why, why do we need TV spots now? People okay. know who Wonder Woman is. Um, however, my wife was sitting beside me and I was watching it and then the theme song, she's like, what are you watching? Then the Wonder Woman theme song from Junkie XL kicked in and she's like, oh, it's Wonder Woman, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So people are starting to associate that really funky sound. Dude, I love that funky sound. I mean, uh, we can complain all day about, uh, BVS, but yeah, I really like the vibe of that, that music. Obviously it didn't fit with a lot of the tone in the movie, but just attaching it to Wonder Woman is freaking rad. It's like I can't really mimic it very well, but I think it's kind of I, like this. Gonna, it's like this weird action espionage like noise that I can't really pinpoint, but I love it. Yeah, it's got that you know kind of a tribal feel, but like a guitar tribal feel. Yeah. I guess. But um, if if I you know end up making a like a, a parody trailer, I'm gonna get you to do the sound. That's all I got. I'll stop embarrassing. It's all right. You're, you're, you're fine. If, if we're not here to embarrass ourselves, then what are we doing? Um, so, yeah, Wonder Woman. TV spot, you can click on it and watch it. Same footage from the, tra- the trailer. Nothing new, really. I got nothing new out of this. Uh, Aquaman, some fun facts for Aquaman, the movie. Um, James Wan and Jeff Johns actually wrote the treatment for Aquaman. Hmm. I like saying that. So. James Wan, Jeff Johns. I feel like it kind of rhymes. Yeah, so um, Jeff Johns. Uh, which brings us to our next point, has now been announced the president of DC Entertainment. Wow, that's awesome. He's moving his way up, man. Uh, he does great comic book stuff. Uh, he's written for Marvel before as well, but 
Uh, it looks like he's kind of heading off DC in every aspect. Comic books, TV, movies, whatever you want. You go to Jeff Johns, man. That guy's going to be busy. Yeah. Because he, he's still writing books. So, I don't know. I mean, you got nothing to say on that? We're, we're, I want to see him and Kevin Feige like in a dodgeball game. And they pick like their uh, they pick their favorite uh, actors from their movie universes. I'd love to see that. That'd be so hilarious. <laughs> yeah, um, I would love to actually see Jeff Johns work on the Green Lantern movie mm-hmm. um, because the only um, Green Lantern or I guess the only DC comics I've read uh, were Green Lantern Rebirth, and that started me into the Green Lantern War of Light. And I read hundreds of Green Lantern books uh, at once because Jeff Johns actually wrote that. And he kind of got me back into that, or got me into that to begin with, and uh, I think I think that's really cool. So I, I, I'm a big fan of Jeff Johns, so I'll give him that. Uh, Supergirl is coming to the CW this fall on Mondays, uh, and we still have not watched it beyond a couple episodes. I guess. <laughs> yeah, basically, I the pilot uh, and the I'm... episode The Flash popped in, I believe. Yes, uh, which had nothing to do with the Flash. It affected the Flash very little. Um, however, Tyler Hecklin. Hoakland, Tyler H., has been cast as Superman in Supergirl. Yeah. And will make his debut in the second episode. And we have our first official image of Superman. Mike, are you, are you sad to see CW <laughs> spoil this for you? I mean, I, I'm not sad just because I knew exactly like what Superman is going to look like. Obviously, he's had many different screen iterations, but the costume's always pretty much uh, the same. I'm just like... What do you think? What do you think about this guy being being a, being your Superman? So, from this angle and this lighting, there's something about like his eyebrows look really weird, like the way his they cast shadows on his eyes. I I don't think this man looks like the typical uh, Superman archetype. Which I mean, I'm not I'm not I'm not trashing the dude. It's not like he's like a bad looking guy. Like, I'm not saying, like, he can't, like, he, he doesn't lift, bro. But, I mean, like, he, he just doesn't seem to kind of, like, fill out the costume very much, you know? Like, I think Superman's always kind of had that just, like, ridiculous, like, upper body. He's basically, like, you know, he's like a god. And this guy doesn't kind of remind me of a god at all. He looks like a guy that might make me, like, a pizza or something, you know? Well, he looks like a the, chef. <laughs> this is, yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're used to the Deaniverse versions, which are the animated cartoons, where it's very triangle-shaped torsos like broad shoulders narrow waist kind of deal and this one kind of matches you know the the, t- the tv this is tv superman and that's how he feels like he doesn't feel like movies yeah he, he, he feels like tv superman he's a lower budget and superman he is however uh, i just added a note to our a link to our uh, show notes here mike hasn't seen this yet the clark kent version of this actor looks very very much like a clark kent well, I think uh, it's he, because his glasses are covering up his giant eyebrows, so I think that's yeah. evening things out a little bit for us. Yeah, there, there's definitely a, a little bit of, uh, I don't know, he, he looks better, I think, this is a bad image that they gave us, I think he's going to look better on TV when we see him. Um, so if you guys want to take a look at it, see him besides Supergirl, the, the, the fabric looks the same on their costumes. It's a, it's, a, it's a cool costume, I have to say. Their costume department did a really, really great job on Superman's costume. Just the, the dude inside of it, I'm not, I'm not sold yet. But honestly, we haven't really been sold on Supergirl to begin with anyway. That's going to be up to the CW this year. Yeah, so yeah, hopefully he, he plays off well. I, I, got no, I got no qualms with him. He doesn't offend me, Mike, if you will. <laughs> so that's our take on uh, Superman, the TV version. Speaking of the CW TV shows, Legends of Tomorrow 
has said that the Justice Society of America uh, will operate from the 1940s is actually where they were in the comics. So um, I think that's cool that they're going back into the 40s, I guess, maybe, or maybe pulling them from the 40s and getting a, a little bit different there. Hmm. All right. Cool. Are, you fa- are you familiar with the Justice Society of America? Uh, vaguely, but uh, yeah. It's the first team of superheroes in comic books. So this is before Justice League. Um, it features, you know, the original Flash, the one with the, the metal helmet, mm-hmm. uh, Jay Garrick, uh, Hawkman, um, the Owl, the original Green Lantern, who wasn't the Green Lantern that we know and love today. A bunch of old, old comics. This came about in the 40s, 41. It's the I, first team up ever of superheroes. I mean, I think it makes sense if you have a TV show where basically time travel is the the game of the week, you might as well do fun stuff like that. So good on them for, for you- just going for it. Do you think it's going to be a little difficult to explain in the TV shows? Like, there used to be a Justice League or Justice Society of America in the 40s, but superheroes aren't really a real thing now until nope. the Flash appears. Nope, it doesn't matter. Right. They'll just say it's like some <laughs> sort of weird universe-bending thing, Flashpoint. I don't know. They always have a way to explain it. They figure it out. Superheroes. <laughs> there you go. So Ju- Justice Society of America will be from the 40s. Great. Glad to hear it. The CW also has confirmed that the focus of the four-show crossover this fall will focus on Supergirl. I, I think that's got <laughs> to find a way to answer the question. I'm hoping in the fall, episode one of Supergirl, we get this answered right away of, is she still going to be in that different universe, or is she going to be pulled into the same planet they all live on, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. We know they're an alternate universe they know we know they want to bring them together because synergy is really a good thing for the CW right now, and um, they probably spent a lot of money on Supergirl, <laughs> so uh, definitely interested to see how that plays off. Um, again, we have Flashpoint affecting other shows. Again, it comes back to the Flash. The Flash will affect a bunch of shows, but the Legends of Tomorrow team can traverse time and space and all this other stuff. So who knows what the hell is going to happen? It's all going to be new to us. <laughs> So that that's exciting. Justice League Dark we have recently announced as becoming an animated show, animated movie from DC. However, they did a Swamp Thing animation test uh, showing what the Swamp Thing would look like before you know they um, they they created an animated movie of him, I suppose. So if we did a real live action uh, Justice League Dark, this is what Swamp Thing would look like, and we have the video link on Vimeo. Uh, down there. Mike. Yeah. And what do you think? He looked pretty badass. I mean, um, <laughs> I, I still, I think, I still, all the nerds out there just imagine, just they daydream what that Guillermo del Toro uh, Justice League movie would have been like. The, uh, you know, kind of like the the bad guy Justice League. The, uh, the, what, what the I guess the all, the, it's just like a Justice League full of anti-heroes basically, right? Mm-hmm. Is what yeah. what, what it would have been. And like seeing this swamp thing, I just got an awesome vibe of it where it was almost just like this is like a monster who looks like it would terrify you in the middle of the night and it would make you like scream bloody murder, but he also might try to save you. And so I love that. It's kind, of, it's kind of like a Hulk. I mean, it, it's like a taller Hulk, if you will. Mm-hmm. Like maybe if Hulk had moss growing on him. Uh, and I think and I think visually he's more interesting than the Hulk. So, you know, mm-hmm. if you say you had like the, the Swamp thing doing similar things in a movie that the Hulk has been doing, I think it's even cooler because, you know, he's got like these vines and stuff. And, you know, there's probably always water dripping off of him. So I'm sure that looks really, really cool on film. 
Yeah, it would have been definitely interesting to see, and I'm sad we don't get to at this point, but I'm glad we, he shared this animation test with us. We at least get eight seconds to loop over and over again. Okay? Yeah. Just a swan thing walking. So there's that. And in one of Mike's favorite segments, we're switching up his favorite movie from Turtles to Transformers. Whoa. That's right. Mike is now a Transformers fan. Yeah, okay, uh, the sure. last night, the fifth movie, uh, the first poster has been officially revealed. Showing off, looks like a Optimus Prime versus a three-headed dragon yeah. of some sort. I don't in the know what the hell that thing is, but I mean, he's got a sword, so maybe that'll be cool. I mean, the last time I think I saw a giant robot with a sword was Pacific Rim, and that was like one of my favorite movies in like the last like couple years. So I don't quite think it's gonna go that that route, but well, like I could see him how- slaying some dragons. Notice how 80s it looks. Um, the the font's a little 80s. The colors, the red, blue, and black kind of tritone is going on here. Very 80s. Very much Thor Ragnarok feeling, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they're harkening back to the old cartoon Transformers. And we may actually have a good Transformers on our hands here because they did assemble a writing room to kind of plan out the future rather than just say, Michael Bay, go film some cars exploding <laughs> kind of deals. Uh, so I don't know. Um, apparently that three-headed robot or three-headed dragon robot is um, could be Scourge, which was uh, from the animated uh, series, like the more recent one, mm-hmm. or it could be Megatron's new form as usual because Megatron's always got to be there, even if they've killed him four or five times. So I don't know Transformers. Mike's what, that's your thing. I don't know, Mike. We'll have to see how it turns out. <laughs> yeah. Um, and lastly, uh, we're, we're going to talk about The Tick here. It's been a shorter episode, that's okay. But The Tick debuts on um, Amazon in October. But we had to first look at Jackie Earl Haley as a character called The Terror and his little goons here. Um, actually, for as bad as The Tick costume looked, and we talked about that a couple weeks ago, Jackie Earl Haley as The Terror looks kind of terrifying. Yeah, he does. Uh, his little goons look like they got like velvety armor on, but they have the T there. It's a, it's a it's a funny show. It's not supposed to be taken seriously. It's all parody. But I like the look of Jackie Earl Haley there. Like he he's really been in a lot of comic book properties since Watchmen. Um have you caught up on Preacher lately? Oh man, I'm so I'm so behind on everything. It's so frustrating. Like everybody in the world like uh, wants me to watch Stranger Things on Netflix, which I've heard is amazing, but I don't know anything about it. So don't tell me anything about it if you know anything about it. I got I got to watch Preacher. I'm still like I'm still like uh, like a year or two behind on like Better Call Saul. I don't even know where they are. In that I don't know. It's 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 a rough life, man. <laughs> well, uh, thankfully, Stranger Things and Better Call Saul have nothing to do with this podcast. <laughs> so you have to watch Preacher. Uh, the Preacher just actually ended yesterday. The season finale was yesterday. It, Jackie Earl Haley was in that. Oh, is it an eight episode? Um, uh, it's ten. Ten. Okay. It's ten. Yep. Ten. Perfect number for it. Season two is confirmed. But anyway, Jackie Earl Haley here as the Terror. I'm gonna watch the Tick. I I like the old live action version with Patrick Warburton, and I'm interested to see where this goes and see what Amazon kind of does with it. So. Uh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep my eyes open on it and let you guys know for sure. But in the meantime, Mike, I know you're not 100% here. Like, I don't even think you're 40% here. <laughs> you're, you're, you're running on fumes. It's late for me. i got to edit this and put it up. So let's jump into the plugs. Let's get this episode under with under an hour because we're going to be doing two next weekend with our spoiler cast. 
Mike, if they want to follow you and learn more about the Sharknado <laughs> that you got stuck in, where can they do that at? Man, they can follow me at Mike Royer Design on Twitter and Instagram, and you can read my webcomics at pickledcomics.com. And man, if you would have saw me this morning, you'd be like, wow, you've, you've progressed a lot. If we if we attempted to do anything this morning, I, it just would have been an impossibility. But Chris, if they if they want to know uh, how a man like you could possibly put up with a co-host like me, uh, where can yeah. they reach out to you? <laughs> You can find me on Twitter at Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, or uh, read the stuff I put on Comic UI sometimes. So uh, definitely over there. But in the meantime, Mike, we're making pro- we're making updates on the back end of Superhero Slate every week almost. Updating stuff, making it look prettier. But if they want to, you know, find more out about Superhero Slate, where can they do that at? Well, as always, you can visit SuperheroSlate.com. That is the best place to find all the outlets that we put the show. We are on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Tumblr. You can subscribe to us and get us right in your email inbox. You can like us on Facebook and you can follow us on Twitter. And guys, if you're a fan of the show, uh, guys are girls. Uh, feel free to head on over to iTunes or any place you listen to the show and leave us a review. Uh, we really, really appreciate that. And uh, if you're a super fan of uh, the Superhero Slate podcast, just share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and we really appreciate that. And, oh, man, I need yeah. to stop talking. I, I just, man, it's been it's been a rough day, but I'm glad we did this. I'm glad we got this. Yes. We got it out of the way. We'll, we, there's nothing that will stop us, whether it's hangovers, weddings, <laughs> or whatever else people may throw at us. So. We'll be here every uh, week, guys. Every that's week. right. And two next week, don't forget Super uh, uh, Super Hero Slate regular show and the Suicide Squad spoiler cast. Yeah. So go grab them tickets. That, yes, get your tickets, and well, I guess we'll see you guys next week. All right, bye everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe.